It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Motherfucking 100th episode of the first time show! Oh! 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 Can we get Owen's thoughts immediately? <laughs> Fuck the copyright. Fuck the dings on YouTube. Barely anybody's watching this Fuck show. Fuck the dings. Uh, I'm going to fucking play old clips, new clips. Fuck, I didn't put in your new clips, Brett. I'm going to have to do that while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got too excited. <laughs> I did get too excited. We um, could do all this again. I started to write 100. I got this far before my pen died. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first episode. Guys, oh, here, Brett, of you the can rest use of our life. Brett, hey, <laughs> take, take this. You can use it. Thank you. Would have been a great bit if I had a Sharpie. I'm a uh, big fan of Theater of the Mind. And welcome to the first time show. It's the 100th episode. And our lovely friend Owen Carter is here. Welcome back to the show, Owen. There we oh, go. Oh, good job. That's good. Brett. I, I just had to play a clip. What? Give him a clip. What introduction? Oh, oh, okay. Well, Owen. Now that Owen's here, actually, uh, that's a great point because I actually, since it's the 100th episode, I did the first ever pre-production for the show, <gasps> and <laughs> I put together some old clips from uh, first-time shows past. Uh, parenthetical only lost because what the we don't have anything from the other seasons. Uh, At the beginning of this episode of Leftovers, I was like, okay, good. Now we're finally getting that lost crossover. Well, I There's asked... the submarine there. came rolling in. Yeah. I, I asked people to send us um, their, like, you know, first time show memories or things like that. But I don't know how many... Not many people are really listening to this, I don't think. But we're having a great time. And a lot of the fans of the Lost show are listening to this show. Which is really a cool. A lot of people are listening. Not many people are watching, and that's really how I think we you you should experience it. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. There's not a lot going on in the video. There's Please not a watch lot going video. on in the video for sure. But, you, but every we're now putting, and then, we're putting effort into you guys being able to see us if you want. It's and nice if it's there. It's nice these if it's there. Trying times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm working on that craftsman sponsorship, but well, I mean, look for me, it's <laughs> like nothing yet. For me, it's like I like to hang out and see my friends, and I figure this show is very much like hanging out with your friends and talking about a show you really enjoyed. And, no, that's uh, the only reason you asked me to do it. 
not only, but you're like, it doesn't even matter for the recording. Just like, just come hang out with us, damn it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just hang out. We, we would love to. We want, truthfully and selfishly, we want you on every goddamn episode of this show, Owen, until we decide uh-huh. to stop doing the fucking thing. But, you know, whatever. Not to put too much pressure on you, but you you have the privilege of being able to pop in and out when you want to because uh, you're also a busy boy. And, uh yeah, we're shackled to this thing. We are shackled to this thing. We're on this roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah I'm like until a, the wheels fall off. I'm like a senior in high school, you know. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be there when I'm there. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, but anyway, welcome back to the show, Owen. And since it's the 100th episode of the show, we have done 100 episodes of this fucking thing, I guess. Um, I must to... be counting the movies, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Somebody added it all up. Somebody added it all up. God bless them. And uh, but anyway, welcome Owen Carter to the show, everybody. And here's. Oh. Classic Owen clip, and then of course <laughs> Brett is back from back the in East LA Coast. for the hundredth. You look great. You're You look great. You look great. <laughs> and Jackpot. And you are back home and the internet connection is perfect and I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's better. It's better. It's definitely better here. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. You guys are there's no delay. No delay. No it's delay. Been an, it's been a weekly adventure trying to find moment <laughs> pockets to talk. Well, Brett, welcome. Owen. <laughs> they brought Charlie back, but he hasn't said anything since he came back. All right. Listen. So, wait, wait. I need to understand. That's a lost clip, that boy saying that? Yeah. It's music. It's music. It's from the score. Uh- no, and well, someone the put boy, our names in. The yeah, boy okay, saying yeah. the Charlie yeah. back. They brought Charlie back, but oh, he hasn't yeah. said anything since he came back. You don't. You saw the first part of the show. You don't remember Walt, little boy? I saw the first part of Lost when I was in college. Dude, to I'm give you telling a gauge you guys, of how long it's been. I'm sorry, and this isn't the place really to say this. This is more of an offline thing. But, but I had diarrhea all morning. I had diarrhea long. all morning, guys. I found these in the wreckage, and I have no use for them personally. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, no, no, but I have to show Alana lost and I don't think we're making content out of it because I don't want to fucking do two episodes at a time for fucking weeks, man. I just want to binge the fucking thing and I just want to watch the show. Like well, well, it's not going to happen. Well, what if we got like a vote for that? That being said, what if we did like us at the end of each season, we could do an episode or something just because I know people love it so much and maybe that's a compromise or you could even just do an episode of like the whole thing like as yeah a, as a re catch up special I mean, lost whatever i would totally we can we're not going to get through more than a season what in a does week. alana want this feels like you know it should be her call i feel i really want to watch it but i feel like it is very fun for shows like that to talk it through obviously boy took your top it was dark yeah pretty sure it was a boy i thought the boy had vacated this area well genius got some bad info. What was it doing inside your tent? It was staring at me. And it came at me, so I hit it and ran off into the jungle. With your top? Perhaps he wanted to go camping. 
How many episodes are in each season? You enjoying yourself? Yes. A lot, like 24. Yeah, well, it's, we could even do two episodes per each it's season. It's so many. It, it's just not worth it, man. The I thing know, is, I know okay, well, do I disagree. It, if you don't respect the format and do it two a week, Alana, I think it loses something. Yeah, you don't have really. time to really digest yeah. what's happening and get prodded with questions from Owen and Steve. I mean, if this is... Foolish for not paying attention to every blade. Brett, we were catching oh, you up on what we were all talking about for a week in between every episode. We That, that was our shortcut for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were recreating no, I appreciated it. It's, I'm saying it's all part of it. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if not. You could do it. I just watched it. I think I would have been... An, I would have been like, yeah, it's a good show. But... It became the best show, one of the best shows. <laughs> you could do uh, a charity week-long marathon, twenty-four hour a day live stream binge. <laughs> I uh, I'm sorry. Idea. I'm Can doing... we do the step up challenge I'm... first? <laughs> oh, I want to so bad. Stop. Wait, listen, the first rule about the step up challenge you, is don't talk about movie. the step up challenge. It already there's already a new step up. Yeah, they we waited so long they put out another movie. Come on, guys. Another show. I don't even know how we do it. Listen, now. listen, listen. We can't we this is not the time or the place to talk about the step up challenge. And I don't think we should talk about it here. Okay. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I would love to talk about, if I may, I'd love to just jump right in to this wonderful show, The Leftovers and discuss in uh, a very casual way how fucking fantastic this episode fucking was. The, it's called, so can I it's say Matt, two Matt, things and Matt, we'll get them out Matt of the way? World. It's our 100th episode. Um, get, guys, I don't know if you, I loved, I don't know, if you know this, I loved, but it's our 100th episode. I loved this episode, and yet was mad that they gave us a filler episode, three episodes, four episodes before the end of the series. Oh, that's not a filler episode. Eh, kind that's, of was. That is closing out the story of a very important character in the show. Like, yeah, each episode you're getting a character wrap-up. Yeah, and that was True. Matt's wrap-up. That's the end of Matt's story. We're never going to see another struggling Matt episode. This was the best struggling Matt episode. It was. It was. Because it's so... The whole fucking... You know, I know Alana kind of digs in. All the fucking, that's right. (laughs) Alana digs into the... She digs her talons into the uh, biblical, religious, kind of like heavy-handedness of a lot of it. What what are you implying by I dig my talons Well, I think you don't really like it, and it upsets you when shows go to Christian God, like, in a way that's like... It doesn't upset me. It bores me. It just makes sure. me want to be like, well, okay, but it, make, also, it honestly just gets really boring. And I'm like, yeah, all right, well, Alana's nice? like, like me on the Lost podcast. Yes, exactly. But it's the, uninteresting but the point, to but me because it's so old, overdone. Like, all right, we get it. But it's being done here in a way that's like in a biblical, yeah, this is cool way. Like, it's appropriate here. It's almost a bummer that it's like used so often because this is way more. That's 100% what I'm saying. It's like they're agreeing. Agreeing. it's they're, appropriate, so right. it's really good here. It's right. not just like, mm-hmm. like it, uh, do you know. To me, it kind of feels like Damon Lindelof or whoever's most in charge. And based on your guys' talks, it's that's Damon. Damon yeah, he was Lindelof. The it seems like he has a real personal issue, like 
pull back and forth in his brain with religion and that we're just watching it all the time. And sometimes I feel like you're digging us a little too deep into your head and it's too personal, not as interesting to the outside religion wise. Except, but this episode was a really good example. Of yeah, not that. and and the point I was trying to make was is that like this show, this this season feels really biblical. Like it feels like the you know the even like the sacrificial lion, like you know the, all the all the yeah, different yeah, yeah. like kind of like biblical stories. Wait, and, sacrificial lion? I'm, wait, well, not sacrificial lion, but you know how sacrificial there's sacrificial lamb. Well, you know how there's lions oh. as always <laughs> as an imagery in the Bible as like a king. I and don't strength know. I didn't bring read it. You guys know this, right? Like the like lions are represented in the Bible a lot, and uh, like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Exactly. Uh, Aslan is Jesus, right? Anyway, Isn't he supposed to be? Is yeah, I was going to say. Oh. Yeah. No, he's God. God, he's God. Right, yeah. right. So, oh, well, yeah. he's he's all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just like I'm enjoying. Do you guys remember how that series ends? No. Aslan like, does something. The lion, Did the anybody the ever wardrobe? finish it? There's water that parts. I, or something. I heard I'm, no one in the world has chair. ever finished it. Oh, you got to read the Wizard's Ring or whatever. That one's really The good. Wizard's <laughs> Ring. That's my Magician's favorite nephew. That's yeah. my favorite Dave and Ross <laughs> color. But he has there are rings in it. Uh, at the very end all the characters are on a train together and it crashes and they all die and go to heaven with Aslan. <laughs> You're or Narnia. The new Narnia. Really? Yikes. Uh-huh. That's serious? Wow. That changes the Hold story. Hold on. <laughs> Look who's here. Good to see Anna Lucia. Welcome back. <laughs> so I don't have to read it now, is what you're saying? I'll uh, get you those IRs, Captain. Today. Still read the video. You've got it. They're, sh- they're short. You guys remember this one? How's everyone doing tonight? Anyone here from uh, my side of the island? A couple of you? Okay. Uh, so, I flew in an Oceanic 815, and boy, are my friends dead. There you go. See you back at the. Uh... All right. What do you get if Sun and Locke had a baby? Nothing. Nothing. They wouldn't have a baby because someone might die if they had one, so they never had a baby to get. All right. All right. Oh, and there's someone at the door. Jack and Kate uh, went up the hill. Uh, Kate came down with Sawyer because she's promiscuous. Sorry. I guess that's more of a fact than a joke. I'm so, I'm so excited to find out. Is there that special archetypical special judgmental guest? Hindu? You guys want to do an <laughs> unboxing for the hundredth episode? Yeah. Yeah. Alana on Lost. So, this will turn into something else. Oh yeah, Alana. The 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 uh, subtext or the context the of, sub-tits. The, of the of uh, the clip is Saeed would like make really bad jokes. And Just the, like the first season, they were figured out he was not good for that, and they made him they way tried more to, badass and serious yeah. after. But they but tried to give him good a, at it. Says who? They tried to give him a wacky side, and it was like so bad. So the, people would say, play, "Play the charming clips for Alana." Well, she, here's the well, one. Well, I remember some of these. Stri- I found these in the wreckage, and I have- oh, because like he, yeah, he found some. He brings her some fancy shoes. He likes this girl, so he tries. He brings her some shoes he found, and this is his joke. Some dead woman these- shoes. <laughs> I found these in the wreckage, and I have no use for them personally. <laughs> Um, Wait, play that one again. Good morning. Which one? No, you skipping one? it. I found these nope. in the oh no, I, I we Board played this one time. already earlier. It was dark. Yeah. 
Pretty sure it was a boar. Uh, I thought the boar had vacated this area. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um... By the way, before we found out it was hilarious, it was very strange and off-putting. Yes. And then, <laughs> right, and then the clips made it made it funny, pretty much. Morning. Good morning. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> so anyway, these are like I somebody really loved... playing audio clips from my grade school experience. Like they're faintly familiar, and like I know the personalities when I hear the voices, but they're so distant yeah, that I don't weird. remember the placement of them. Like, yeah. was that in the middle of class or was that at the sleepover? Not sure. <laughs> um. All right. Well, oh, haunting. Haunting so... is very. That's how I would describe it. This episode, I remember when this episode first came out, back when the show was airing. Yeah. Uh, I remember being of like, leftovers? yeah. We're talking about leftovers? Leftovers, then? yeah. Brett, when, what was that thing you unboxed, that, that screen? I got like a, a seven inch monitor. Nice. For like filming purposes? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna make some YouTube videos. Nuh-uh, really? Are you joking yeah. and pulling my legs? No, I'm going to make uh, YouTube videos about writing a book, unlike this YouTube video, which is about leftovers. <laughs> I can't tell if he's serious, but I'm excited either way. I'm always serious. A lot. Yeah, serious. I'm the serious one. Yes, it is Jesus. He wants to know what kind of color you want of the car. <laughs> Holy shit, that's the best clip ever. Yeah, it is. Um, Dude, yes, you're gonna hear me real good for worms tonight. Oh <laughs> shit! There's your headset. Oh, I, there was something else in here. Fuck. I'm waiting for a tank top in the mail. Will you check for me? Oh man, I can't believe I got my Magnum condoms in the mail while we're recording this episode of the First Time Show. <laughs> Where do I put my big condoms for my big dick? <laughs> um, I like a loose condom. <laughs> Like a loose condom? Yeah, yeah. You know, like a, a loose hoodie? You know. Yeah. A loose like a loose hoodie is so comfortable, you know? Relax. <laughs> you ever use a condom, Alana? It's so tight. Yeah, Alana, you don't want to put on... Imagine putting on a hoodie that's so tight, it feels like it's your skin and protects you from having a baby. I went through two phases Plus, when I was little of being, like, obsessive about... When I was little, meaning, like, two to five years old where I needed to have my underwear really tight, so I had a really small size, and then I needed to have them really loose, so I had to have a very loose size. <laughs> and I can only imagine my mom being like, Jack what's wrong with my OCD child? <laughs> like, I was just freaking out, like, no, too tight, too loose, no! Oh. Oh, wow. So listen, you Jay, got your Magnum condoms, and... So I get it. Sometimes yeah, you need it so loose. And you're too tight, too loose. Too tight, too loose, Plus, baby. If you got a birthday party in a pinch, they, they, they're they dual purpose. Jackpot. Hashtag too tight, too loose. Wasn't too tight, too loose one of the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movies? <laughs> yeah. oh, we're going to Goldilocks it was a Mel Bro It was one of Mel Brooks' first, yeah. Oh so, my gosh, anyway. and now I have Goldilocks panties. They All right, motherfuckers, perfectly. listen. When this first came out, when this episode, It's a Matt Matt World, came out, I, I remember thinking like, Okay, well, now now they're just like making little short films and they're just like doing whatever they want and they're fucking with everything and it's just like full bonkers, riveting, dramatic, like epic, biblical, apocalyptic 
shit now. And it's like, I remember thinking like, fuck, this show is fucking brilliant. That they somehow made it work from the first season to the third season and in such an organically progressive way and exploring like all of these different ideas about humanity (laughs) after some apocalyptic event and somehow making new ideas and interesting new ideas all based around that. And there's so many things about that that exist already, but this is such a fucking perfect snapshot of what it could actually be like in our real world if something really crazy like this happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, When you first watched this episode, were you satisfied with this as a weekly installment? Did you come? Yeah, I mean, I knew we were... <laughs> first of all, yes, I did come. <laughs> And uh, did you come inside your Magnum condoms? Absolutely. Did it shoot the condom off because it was loose? Um, But I did. uh... (laughs) Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. I, of course, I. (laughs) God damn it. There's so many good clips in here. One of the best clips of the whole thing is not even from the show. (laughs) (laughs) But, um,. Yeah, I was satisfied. I knew the show was ending. I knew that we were like, because I think this is it, right? Like the next two episodes is it? Yeah. After, well, we're talking about the yeah, first of these two. Yeah, two more after, after today. Two. Yeah, yeah. So, so after Matt would have had three episodes yeah. to end. So I knew it was end. I knew the show was ending and I knew that, that um, uh, it, and yeah, you're right. There's a point where you're like, fuck, man, I, I there's so much story left and there's not enough season left you know, and I can understand an episode like this feeling like it didn't really progress the whole book of Kevin and that whole epic with the flood thing that is still coming and this big ticking clock. And um, I can understand that it feels like it's a slow pro- progression as far as that all goes. But I just felt so satisfied by what they're what they're doing like i was just fully strapped into this thing and i wasn't gonna let they weren't gonna stray me at this point i wasn't gonna be led astray i remember thinking that i was more into the creativity part than exactly it wasn't like it wasn't like toward the end of lost where you're like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen i was just like the main thing i loved about the show was like oh now we're doing this fuck it i agree i agree with that yeah, that was the most fun for me. So I liked it a, a lot, a lot. I forgot about While watching open- it. I thought, man, I wish I had waited till I was off this plane. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. I wonder what people behind me are thinking. <laughs> but it was what I brought to entertain myself. So it wasn't like I one? wasn't going to watch it. I think it says a lot about you that you didn't abandon it. God, I After need someone realizing to help that. me with these goddamn. I clips. just kept thinking like this isn't gonna get. This will get that better. It's not gonna be this the whole time. And right at the beginning on, on the when it comes up, it says like TVMA for graphic nudity and some other like sexual content. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking that's probably what they put on every episode. I can't find any good clips for that. Uh, I don't oh, even this know what that is. You, you fucking cunt. Um, yeah, the beginning is an entire slow motion naked running guy sequence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 by the way, thank you for reminding me about that. So the intro of that episode, um, the, the actual intro has a very faint French, like, poem, I guess, being read. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it's uh, it's all in right here music? in the music. Yeah, in the I intro. laughed because I, I in my head thought, is this an episode of Torty Cloud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a tr- I have the translation. I, I have the translation of what is being said over the intro. Um, and this I, is it. Yeah, I told I I this is one of my favorite episodes, Brett. Of course, and I had totally forgotten about the beginning. Uh, so I know I forgot about the submarine thing completely. Um, so I watched that. It made me think of the Torty Cloud episode we did. I watched that episode in my, on my layover and looked at the comments. And my favorite comment on anything I've ever done on YouTube was, and now I'm sad, period. Why? Question <laughs> mark. It's like, that's all I've ever hoped for. Oh, God. <laughs> someone would be emotional about something wow. that I did. That's wonderful. That's what, that's what I was going for with those. Yeah. Create, create an, an emotional journey without any context. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I think a success in that regard. Um. All right. Well, here's the translation. That qualifies it as art, yeah. Here's the translation of the French that was It was, was being our uh, Koya Scotsy. <laughs> okay. I'm the only hope, the last defense of a species about to go extinct. The warlocks warned us. These clairvoyant sa- sages saw the truth. They said the creatures would come seven years after the first ones were taken, seven years after the departure. We were blind of the gods. We are now on the edge of the ravine, on the edge of destruction. When this monster is born, we are done for, because this monster will be born to end us. Seven heads and seven flaming mouths. We have one last hope, the egg. From the warlock maps, I found it, hidden in a nest in a volcano in the sea. Thank God for technology, the nuclear weapon, to break the fragile shell and melt the demons inside. God, may this missile fly straight and find the nest in the volcano. And hopefully this egg wouldn't have hatched yet and let it destroy it before it destroys the world. <laughs> Did they write that for the show? Yeah, they must okay. have. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I was because, like, there's uh, no way they found a poem that specific. Yeah, no, back. they must have. Because it's even talking about the departure and shit. Right. God, I love it. And but and the top had, comment what a find. This is <laughs> Here's the t- the top comment on that post on Reddit where they translated that is really fucking interesting to me cuz it says many people think they will stop the end of the world and we're just watching one particular story of it. And that's kind of like what it feels like this entire season is about because we keep seeing these other people. Remember the guy at the airport that's like, the fucking nuclear blast! Like, I got it! Like, give me my suit! I need my suit! My, my like, remember? He was like, the guy oh. the guy in the airport when Nora was oh, going yeah, to... Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, my god! There's, like, all these people <gasps> doing, like, a, like, trying to stop... Everyone's got their own... Everyone's got their journey. own stop the end of the world yeah. adventure going on in the show. And we keep seeing them. Oh, like... Like the woman with the outside of the hotel and the the first one of those. Oh, with the heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, trying to get the yeah. heart into the oh, hotel. Yeah. Like we just keep seeing these journey, these other journeys. Or the, happening. Or the woman who lost her baby at the in the very first episode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who then ended up being Lori's patient. I know it's the other one, but but that woman could have been like you know if they did a She's season three. 
a couple times, right? Yeah. Oh, she, I talked to somebody at a bar. Yeah, yeah. And then they they also had Yeah, she's popped up a few times. But um if they had done a season three, I feel like she would have been like season a character. Four? Or a season well, they four. Do do a season three. If they had done a season four, I feel like she would have been a character or something because they're like You think she cries about that? They kept bringing her back. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Has Lindelof talked about what were they like a spinoff series Were they called- canceled or did they finish it? I think three. they finished it. I think they finished it, but I'll I'll okay. look I'll look into it. But um There's a spin-off show called The Left Outs. <laughs> the Overs. Um You know, if this had been two thousand, let's say seven, uh-huh. they would have had to have done a web series spinoff oh, of leftovers with all just following the other characters. <laughs> that was the move. Ridiculous. Even Breaking Bad has a couple of those. Um I know. I, I pitched on that. Really? I would. Yeah, I went to Sony and pitched on it, and the whole time in my head, I was like, I hope they don't ask me any questions about Breaking Bad. Because you hadn't seen it. Because I don't know anything about it. Yeah, Brett still hasn't seen it. Don't be ridiculous. He's got a gun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what could be going on in that perfect stranger's episode? That's in reference to Breaking Bad when Balky oh. watched Breaking Bad. He's like, cousin Larry says, "Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna get killed in there!" And then he Don't goes, be "Ridiculous! He's got a gun!" Oh yeah, and he's like, "That's right, I forgot." <laughs> is this um, where we tell people Perfect Strangers is next? <laughs> I'd rather die, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Frasier the Sensuous Lion was a real-life, short-lived cultural phenomenon. He was transported from Mexico to the Irvine, California, Lion County Safari in 1970, and a myth grew up around him more or less, as Laurie relates. Frasier passed away in 1972, and in 1973, Lion Country Safari tried to prolong their asset by producing a poorly-received feature film about Frasier, which featured the title song performed by Sarah Vaughn, which appears in the episode. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. God There's so damn. much more to that Frasier saga. It's like the drama it's like the drama version of Arrested Development. What? <laughs> yeah, everything has its own like then there's a song that comes off of it and that there's reference later and it's and connected da, 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 da. from a season before and there's something from in the background reference in the 70s. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense more sense now Alana, or is it still kind of not? I guess I get what you're trying to say. Don't, Don't be, be ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> Matt references uh, the British victory. David Burton reads Lonely on the Mountain, a novel in Louis L'Amour Sackett's series. Louis L'Amour. Louis L'Amour. Western writer. Um, rat, uh, Matt re- Rat meads uh, from David Burton's FAQ card, which references the Big Bang Theory and the Crusades. Additional material on the card, which Matt does not read aloud, mentions astronomer Galileo Galilei, famously published for hearsay by the Catholic Church for embracing heresy. the heliocentric model of the universe. Oh, yeah, heresy. You are, you are right. condemned for hearsay. <laughs> you wrote it? Don't be ridiculous. Um, 
the FAQ appears to name Vittorio De Sica's 1948 film The Bicycle Thief as Burton's favorite film. <laughs> Great. Um, and then it seems David Burton was a broadcaster in the Sydney Games and then something about the 2000 Olympics and, ho- and he hosted or he was like a he was an Olympian. David Burton is who um, the guy in Texas wrote the letters to or no? Yeah. Yeah. And he was in Kevin's Afterlife or he was in the Afterlife. Which yeah, he really, was in both, right? Yeah. Yeah, which really makes you feel like, fuck, are they really, is that, is he really God, you think? Because when Kevin talks to him in the bar at the end of season two, and mm-hmm. he's like, I need to get home. And he's like, well, why do you go get to go home and no one else does? And then he goes like, well, because I want to or whatever. And they, they have this like really kind of. I deserve it. Because I deserve it. Right. And they have this really God and man conversation, it seems like. And then. A very like Bible God and man conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, the, not an actual God But he's also God the guy with the mozzie bites, right? He's the guy with the mozzie bites who came back from the dead. Yeah, apparently. After. I, I don't know what to think about him. But the thing is, is like he told Kevin what to do to come back to life, which to me feels like something maybe God would do if he knew he needed to go back to but Earth. Why would he in the hotel if he had already come out of the cave? I wonder that too, but he's in there both if, times. So does he does he die again and he's back in the hotel? Is because also well, does he time, die over and over again? Because that lion definitely killed him. That's, yeah, that's another question. Is he going to come back, or is time relative when it comes to being in there? Like, could Kevin have entered in a different time, but he's still there because time is different in yeah, the hotel it, zone? Also, I liked Jesus having a twin brother as a explanation which is interesting too because (laughs) when you think about that and you think about why david burton was in kevin's heaven or afterlife and but also alive which could also connect the twin theory thinking that like maybe maybe uh god does have a twin or something i thought well maybe maybe he's just saying jesus had a twin in that situation because that's the answer to his to his situation right it's just i've never heard that as an explanation and i'm kind of like (laughs) i think i've talked about on this podcast like people didn't know stuff back then there wasn't enough information like if there was a twin and you just didn't (laughs) see that twin yeah you'd be like magic same place yeah that's magic. That's witchcraft. Like, oh, he came back. <laughs> Brett has a that's brand crazy. new belief system based on. No, this it's true, and uh, that's no. The but I was I talk about it medieval times a lot because I read something <laughs> once that made me think a lot the about and show? people. De- people in the village never truly understood what the inside of the castle looked like. Yeah. Of course, like no. Had, don't be they had no point of because they would never ever ever see it. Yeah, and there was nothing that they would ever see that would represent it. Yeah, and back so when it made know. sense. And you would live and die, not you would be born and die and have never never have any understanding of like you know, that kingdom. Mm-hmm. So if you take it back to biblical times, less. So if you do what? <laughs> if you take it back to biblical times, there's even less information. Yeah. So yeah, they can totally the get times... away with like Jesus is a twin. Those I, they lo- could say, I love it. Yeah, sure. Totally. Those are the times when it made sense if somebody asked you how was your vacation and tell me about it. It made sense uh-huh. to then tell them. And nowadays you're like, I saw it on Instagram. I'm glad you were happy. Like you don't need yeah, to really I talk did puzzles about it. On my vacation. 
Um, check me out on Instagram. <laughs> check this out. Damon Lindelof partly conceived this episode in reaction to Vulture critic Matt Zoller cites love for Matt's character and the prior season's No Room at the Inn, as well as a piece Seitz had written about the struggle for meaning following the passing of his wife. Jesus Christ. Good one. Yeah. Uh, is it possible a bit of foreshadowing? Uh, the French sailor's last name is Lion, as seen on his uniform. Interesting. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. I don't know. I feel the same. I feel that I felt last week, which is we're so close to the end. I'm almost not even trying to figure out things anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You I'm should like, be full buckled in same. and just we'll letting see. it ride out. Why was he naked? Why do you need to be a nudie? <laughs> because you know. Because <laughs> you know. Because there isn't enough dick in HBO shows. I guess. True. I love because that. if you're gonna buy the Magnum condoms, you got to prove it at some point. <laughs> I love that pose with him, though, stretched all the way across. I know! It's very uh, Watchmen. I feel like there's moments in Watchmen where things like that happen. I just was like, we didn't do anything to prevent this. We can't put, like, a just a, a wall in the middle of the two keys. <laughs> the whole time I was thinking about his audition and how he must have had to do something with his toes. <laughs> Wait, guys. Lori's inter interrupted dirty joke begins, a panda goes into a... Uh -huh. She was presumably going to tell a well-known joke about a panda entering a whorehouse and, after finishing, not understanding that he has to pay. The exasperated prostitute tries to explain, using the dictionary definition of prostitute, the panda responds by displaying the definition of panda, an animal that eats bush and leaves. <laughs> That's such a 70s... Mag mad magazine joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> also, like a, who wrote the dictionary definition? Jeez, get better. I live here now featured a line <laughs> which was ultimately cut where Kevin asks David Burton in the karaoke bar who he is and Burton winks and responds, I'm God. Well, that would have been helpful. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to make it too obvious. Or it gave the game away, Alana. David Burton. We would have talked about it too much. David David Burton's card, as seen in the episode, has more FAQ answers from Matt than Matt reads aloud. After the mention of the hammer throw, there's a short portion that Matt omits. No, there isn't any other intelligent life in the universe. <laughs> After the portion that Matt reads, the card continues: "The bicycle thief. I prefer your fear to your love. Noah was daft." But I had to pick someone. Marriage wasn't my idea. It was yours. Noah was what? Daft? Noah was daft. Like he was crazy. Uh, the egg and the chicken came simultaneously. I don't take credit nor take blame. Galileo's last words were, can I take it back? I fell Can I get it back? <laughs> can I get it back? I fell a distance of 80 meters from the rock face. Chocolate. The Tower of Babel wasn't meant to be taken literally. Suffering is part of it, mate. The human brain can't comprehend the afterlife, so please stop asking. I am everywhere and nowhere, but right now I want to, and it says Matt's thumb blocks the last few words. That's great. Take a good shit. 
David Burton's FAQ card was inspired by actor Thomas F. Wilson, who is most famous for playing Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future movies. Wilson became so tired of being asked the same questions, he began handing out an FAQ card when fans asked him about the films. Incredible. But then he did that fucking song. I know, that Trump song? song. What? No, not not the Trump song. What song? Remember he had like a stand up bit with a oh, guitar. Oh, 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 that's right. Yes, I'm Biff. Yes, I'm the guy. Yes, I... <laughs> that's the right. The chorus of the song is stop asking me the question. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Red, red, red question for people asking Biff. I know. <laughs> Are you the guy from Back to the Future? I guess. I don't know. Um oh. He wow. seems nice enough, but like, oh boy. Ironically, Matt never realizes that he wrote about Burton in his book as the hangman recounting Kevin's experiences in the other place as read aloud by Nora in the Good Day Melbourne. The hangman? They call Melbourne. Him, I guess they call him the Melbourne, the hangman in the in that book, I guess. Likewise, Michael seemingly remains unaware because remember he gives Kevin a noose and says, hang yourself over the bridge. Oh, Okay. Michael seemingly uh, remains unaware that he mailed a letter to Burton at the behest of Pillar Man in Axis Mundi, and Lori does not make a connection to the news piece on Burton she watched in Off Ramp. Hmm. What a bunch of fucking idiots. Bunch of fucking morons. (laughs) (laughs) They should Uh, die in a flood. (laughs) Matt and Burton's final confrontation was meant to act as the culmination of the series Matt slash Job Parallel mirroring the end of the book of Job when Job confronts God and God refuses to explain himself. However, unlike Job, Matt does not subsequently have his fa- have his health and family magically restored by God. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so what did you think about... I mean, first of all, all the lion shit was so fucking great and all the fucking... We're going to have sex from port to port. And it's like, and I love that people are just like fucking all around. Like, uh, who, what's his name? Uh, John's son, Michael. I love Mm -hmm. how Michael's just doing crossword puzzles while people are all fucking around him. And he's just like, (laughs) he's just like focusing on the crossword puzzle. So good. But yeah, what'd you, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I mean, overall, I just was like, I mean, wouldn't you? The day, isn't it the day before? Yeah. Or two mm-hmm. days before? Yeah. Um, If you got nothing else going on, like if you lost your whole family, I would be like, let's do something. Let's do something like this. Yeah. <laughs> rent a boat and have sex. So, like who cares yeah. at this point? Yeah. Um, So that was fun. Overall, I'm just like, who's the guy that David Burton threw off the boat? Me too. Yeah. And um, is there significance? Was he gonna do something bad or good? Well, I had read someone say something about how like God would like smite people in the in like the Bible. He would just yeah. like yeah, you know. So they kind of biblically reference that here visually somehow. Maybe mm, I don't know. Maybe. Interesting. Could well, be. it's interesting that like the I would say the problem with religion right now. <laughs> Uh-oh, time for a hot take. Hit me with the music. No, I think the problem with religion right now is that like when we look that far back in time to apply that to today, meaning like if Jesus walked today, no one would believe him. 
It was just, it's just so unapproachable. So we have 100%. to only, we can only look at it from biblical times. Like if you look at Stranger Things and you try to tell that story today, it just doesn't fucking work because parents don't let their kids ride around on bikes sure. unrestricted like that. They know it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. as society evolves, the things be- that came before it, we've evolved away from them. So looking back at biblical times and trying to apply that to present day is very difficult. Yeah. So when you look at David Burton and being like, he's God. And he threw that guy off the ship because he knows more than you. You're like, yeah, he does. He's not really God. He's he's a crazy person, which is what people would think. So it's very difficult to, with any sort of like reasonable barometer, analyze could he actually be God or not. You're right because everything in the show is pre- presents itself. Everything in this show pre- presents itself as like you have a choice of believing either it's supernatural and true or it's not. And there's a reasonable explanation for both conceivably in the show constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it really does kind of give you the option to kind of just be like, you know, maybe it's God, but it's probably not. And, you know, um, well, if you believe in God, I do think he came at the only time where it would reasonably make sense that people would believe that he is the winter god and then he would have done it to set up the ripple effect till now of like disbelief yeah of faith of all of that of saying like yeah it's harder to believe now but that's where faith comes in and all the and for for the show in general it feels like right if if you're like if you're writing God, if you're like, okay, so with the idea that like everything they're presenting. God, interior, <laughs> God's bedroom. God's wheelchair. God's in a wheelchair and we're having, a, <laughs> Matt has a conversation with him. But like if you're, if you're writing a show where like you've basically established that every supernatural potential thing in the show could also be explained by a real life explanation if you dig deep enough then then i it makes me think about like the idea of them writing this character that is or maybe isn't god and so it's like for the side that they want you to believe that it is god then that means that they're writing things that god would answer if matt were really talking to god in the show i mean that's the whole thing is whether or not this god is the god whatever the story is that matt finally gets to confront god right face to face and have the gun that say the things to him he's and, wanted right. to say. And, and to me, it's like, if, if it's meant, if we're meant to take that as Matt really talked to God and really got the answers that he was looking for, then that means that we actually got the definitive answer for the, the departure, which is simply that like, because this, I could, he just did it cause he could. And, and, and then with Matt, like really listening to, you know, uh, you know, because it seemed like Matt kind of let go and was like, "Fuck it, this is God." He's so he so easily holds on to the possibility that this thing right before him is some majestic answer from God and the and everything he's looking for and is leading him to his purpose and shit. And so he really drops all of his walls and is just like, "Okay, I'm talking to God, so let me ask I think God." He's all a this little shit. wiser. 
I think it's yeah, but, more but, but he's all, emotional. For, I, don't, I don't think he's 100% convinced. But, but we're also following – he's also – He emotionally needs to go there regardless. But he he's also like, – okay he's suspending disbelief in case it is God. But he I also think. believes that, like, Kevin is Jesus or a messiah or something, and he's writing a book about it, and he really believes that his wife was cured in Jarden, and, and he really believes that, like, all of this spiritual, holy, straight-from-God shit – has happened to him so it just feels like when someone is like unequivocally i'm god it's like okay fuck it this must be god and that's why i feel like in the moment when he says i mean probably i'm just saying it's not necessary but, but i think the reason i think it's, emotionally but i, I get what you probably but, but i feel like it's more than confirmed because the what ends up happening is is he gives up his whole thing with kevin he just straight up gives up the no, whole fucking thing. No, I don't thing. interpret it that way. He doesn't give up. He stops fucking pushing so hard against everything. I mean, that's true, he's, too. That he's could be the true most too. man of God and least man of God character probably in existence. Like, he's so obsessed with doing everything for God and having it be about God. But everything he's doing is by force of his own will and force he's not letting he's acting like oh things are happening because god are, is creating them but he's not letting the things happen that are just happening and going with them he's pushing against every single thing and trying to turn it into what yeah, he that could be true wants too. to interpret it to be I, so he's both entirely like about the god shit but never absolutely ever ever actually being with the god shit i guess so, what i'm trying to say is that if from my perspective my feeling is is that when he asks God, David Burton, whatever, why are you, why did you make me sick or why am I sick again? Mm -hmm. And then he says, I can take it away from you. And then he just fucking frees him and believes that he's really going to take this fucking sickness away from him. To me, what I interpreted from that moment was when he snapped his finger, it was like Matt snapping out of his like blind belief in all of this fucking shit that's profound and means something and is leading him to god and holiness and to me i feel like not only did he snap out of believing that david burton was god he also snapped out of the kevin shit here's the fucking book sorry i didn't put you in it i'm not gonna go see kevin now i'm not even gonna go i mean i i do feel like there's validation in in what you're saying and certainly that could be the interpretation but what i, mean, I got both, out of it it's interpretations was they're both totally fine yeah. and exist my yeah. the difference between that and my interpretation would be that that snap i feel the same thing about that snap moment being a relief and but i feel it i interpret it as the relief of him constantly pushing and forcing things and just being like all right well i'll let what happens be and i'll just go with yeah where i'm being taken yeah which is just what let he the fucking mystery be just let the mystery be i mean that's yeah. what if he was a real man of god that's what he should have been doing every minute of his life um yeah what was the song at the beginning of this one the the intro suicide song? was the second one right the intro to this suicide one was, was the that french poem it was a french poem but it goes over a song called oh, it? Uh, at first it's so quiet i turned the volume up major and then it ruined my ears it's called <laughs> fun fact it's actually a really long title <laughs> well read it brett, with a good accent boy <laughs> brett do you, do you find yourself missing the Season two song now. I Let the I wish that they had done a different intro visual mm. for season three since they did a different one for season one. I feel that. Um, 
But other than that, I, you know, I like, uh, again, I like what Weeds did where they had the one song, but then they started having people cover it. That's cool. I wish they had done mm. some of that. Then like, let's have Father John Mystery do Let the Mystery Be. And uh, I think that would have been cooler. And shattered dreams. Oh God! I miss Miracle. Those were fun times. Miracle. I'd rather be in Those Australia. Those are the Dharma. Those are the yeah. Dharma years of this. <laughs> I also um, miss. Uh, I miss Anne Dow. Not here, Kevin. Um, I'm excited to see Liv Tyler yeah, again yeah. when Kevin dies. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, anyway, um, I love the episode. I thought it was very interesting that they had him break the fourth wall and look at us and say that was the guy I was talking about. Um, that was really interesting. What are your guys? I thought it was a that? little like wheels are coming off. Like the show's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like get ready. Yeah. They've um, really just been fucking with us in a fun way, in a really, really fun. I like in a way you where you don't know what's breaking gonna the fourth happen. wall. Yeah. I feel like it was. I feel like that was just a creative choice for him to be looking back at his at his friends and putting you, the audience, in the position of his friends. I thought they left, like, though. I told you so. I thought they were gone. Why, what do you mean? Why would they be gone? Well, because they were, like, talking to him, and then he was, like, and then they walked away, and then he turned around, and then all the lion shit happened, and then it cut back to him. I feel like no one was there when he said, that's the guy I was talking about. I figured they were there too, but I I'm gonna have to, to go look at it again. Yeah, let's let's cut to again. a clip. Can we let's, see that again? Let's see. Replay? I got. Let me. Yeah, here I have it right here. Here it is. Will you just kill them? All right. So the next episode was called Certified, and that intro was that suicide song. Suicide yeah. song. Suicide. It's a suicide. Yeah. And suicide was a theme in the episode. We learned that Lori attempted to commit suicide after speaking to the departed baby lady from the first scene of the entire series. I hope that's how she's credited. <laughs> it's possible. I just, I just... <laughs> ducks go down, ducks come up. This is the natural order of things, son. Um, but, uh, you know, that Pam's was... mom is what I call her. Dude, Lori fucking puking in the shower looked like the most real vomiting in it a thing so I've ever seen. How did they do that? Did you think she actually great. threw up? I've never seen it look so real. Well, we tried to do that with you and the Dave and Ross thing. I tried to make it because you can only do one at a time, obviously, when it's fake. Yeah. So we try, right, tried. Right. The, the second cuts. heave was what was amazing because it didn't cut away on, on Steve, Steve to make it really seem like he was like in continual motion doing all three of them. <laughs> And then he couldn't stop himself. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was disgusting. Yeah, um, it must have been the old-fashioned, like, tube up the The tube, yeah. Or, they must have just done it really well. Yeah, or it's maybe spliced, too. I don't think they were really splicing. It could have been CGI vomit. Mm. It could have been. It looked really or good, though. Separate element, at least, maybe. So, yeah. yeah, composite. I know. They, yeah, they got the two in there, which is, like... Yeah, that's what you always wish you could have. I just have never possible. seen. I really have yeah. not seen a more real looking vomit scene. But uh, the two, we've I come like a long, that. a long way from the old fashioned run into the bathroom and you hear, <coughs> <laughs> yeah, the cough. <laughs> they would never even do the puking sound. It was always a cough. <laughs> right, right. Matt had so a really good puke the off the side of the boat too. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> 
Um, the sound was aggressive. But uh, this episode was, I guess what we're getting is we're kind of wrapping up everybody's stories. Um, or at least kind of like the side character stories. I don't know if you we're consider... We're definitely wrapping people up here because we wrapped up Lori and we wrapped up Matt. Nora. Nora. Matt completed his rap. Oh, Lori feels You think we're done with Matt? Lori, how, how wrapped up do you think we are with Lori? I'm not sure, but I feel satisfied if they were to leave it here. And that's what I'm interpreting as wrapped up. I have closure. What? I mean, if she does anything else, it's additional. I mean, that scene it's with Nora, clear, with it, her and it, Nora, it, yeah. No, the last moment with Lori, though. I mean, what do you think? Well, yeah, because there was that moment when Lori and Nora were talking about, like, it, like if I was going to kill myself, the way I'd do it is with the with. Uh, oh, I know. The I know. I'm asking here. the first timers, did she or didn't she? Yeah. Kill herself? I mean, I definitely think she did. I've also been really wanting to go scuba diving again, and it <laughs> made me very nervous. <laughs> I like I've been actively going. Oh, well, I'm home in LA. Like I'll find a place. I'll go scuba diving. That's a that's a fun COVID activity. And then watching this, I'm like, maybe not. Uh, well, yeah, well what do you did... think though? Do you think she's? Done I for? hope she didn't kill herself, but I think she probably did. And if she did, it's like as good a way as it could have ended for her. As much. I will just never see it. her again. I hate suicide as an ending. Bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> Bullshit. I, uh, she's the most logical and scientific. If the show, if the show is is as smart as I think it is, it, they just won't show her again. Yeah, she won't factor back in. Either they won't show her again, or something cool. Kevin, I'm pissed. She'll come flying in. I'm pissed that she. I just this. wanted you to come. Oh no, she'll see Kevin. Group therapy from my mommy. Or Kevin's maybe gonna Kevin, die, and then Kevin, she'll see Lori. He'll see Lori, and yeah. Lori will help him somehow and, in the afterlife. Oh shit! Or maybe he'll save that. her. He could bring her back too. But that scene Mary with Magdalene uh, is Jesus. It's like everybody's good in this show. Everybody's really, really good, and everybody's acting their asses off, and everybody's great. And the woman who plays Lori has been killing it these past couple of episodes. All of her shit with Matt, fighting with Matt before I they got on the it. boat, and. And her just being like a sassy, badass bitch is great. I mean, she's a lioness. She can roam free after midnight. But like, but then we, but then, but then... <laughs> she can get the Magnum condom. Uh, but like, my the point I was trying to make is, is that like, um, but then Nora Carrie Coon comes back and in that car scene, and you're like, fuck, she's the best actor on the oh. show. I think. And you, and she's just that whole scene was so good when she's just eating the orange. She's, and she's so like fucking good. She made it a part of the scene. I have a hot take. <gasps> I think I think Christopher Eccleston is the best actor in the show. I think nope. he has the hardest lines to make believable. That's okay, but no. I did you I think Nora notice? has the funnest role to play. Al- Alana and, and it's I... like fun to play that role. I think Christopher Eccleston has the h- toughest role in the show. And he yeah, brings it, especially true. in this that's last true. episode. Like some of the lines they gave him are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and he yeah. makes them so believable. That's true. That's true. But I, I still think there's something that's like, it's beyond bringing the character to life. With Nora. Yeah, this is getting loose and falling. I honestly couldn't ever. To everybody, everyone's perfect. Yes, everyone's yeah. perfect. But I just really feel like um, that scene in the car with Nora and Matt and Lori. 
was wonderful. I thought everything, all the character development, the fact that they found those scientist girls, and the fact that it made sense that Lori, with all of her like access to people's backstories and their lives and shit, was able to find them, and she's helping Nora and. Um, and then Nora's fucking story kind of coming to an end, it seems like, even mm-hmm. though conceivably it's her and what those are we flash supposed forwards to think from there, the beginning. That, they, of the that show. they changed their mind on her or that she snuck in and got zapped? Well, because oh, she wasn't supposed to be allowed. Because oh, that's I the thing. It's that. like, hello. To yeah. me, it just seems like she's so desperate to do she's it. She's determined and she makes that shit happen. She's going to like make them do it for her. Like, that's what I get out of it. I don't know. But I know that she's doing it now because she even had her IUD taken out, which means yeah. that she's, like, doing it. Oh, that's serious business. You can't go back on that. <laughs> no, but it's, like, the they fact told her that she, she can't go through with an IUD and she The got fact that out. she did it to before going to see these people, to me, means that that's, like, proof that she's doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. You know, or that she, at least she's determined to do it. Whether or not the scientists allow it or what happens there has yet to be seen. I but. love that Matt stays with her. That to yeah. me proves the shift in his character from the previous episode, like where he has that snap shift that proves, okay, it's, it's real. He's got that shift. Yeah. He's actually now. learned and changed. Fuck. And, I yeah. loved that. Um, and also Tasmania. Tasmania. Oh, that was the thing I was going to say. <laughs> it seemed like Christopher Eccleston's accent was popping through. through a lot in the Matt Matt World episode. I agree. Like his his Lowry, anytime he talked about Lowry, not like, Lori. Was nobody correcting him anymore or being like, try it a little bit more? Yeah, it just seemed like, I mean, he did have a well, lot to it do. It seemed like he was probably shooting something else. Maybe he was. Oh. Yeah. Or, you know how they're in Australia this season? No. Maybe being around all the accents is like oh. triggering his brain. Hard to yeah. yeah. I don't be. know. That could be. You know how you kind of communicate with like the people you're talking with or whatever? Yeah. I mean, usually there's like one slip through, like one Tasmania <laughs> in the episode and you're Desmanier like all right that was the better cut. yeah that was a better thing or whatever but he said lowry that way so many times yeah i wonder if there was a little bit of like oh he's such a big star syndrome that people weren't trying to help him get that name better do you know you what i'm talking cr- about you think after gone in 60 seconds he's such a big star they're like he knows what he's doing well i don't know he's also on the third season of the show so he must have a bit of power there and i don't know whose job it would have been to kind of help him with that but I, it happens every day. So, you know, just curious. Because I think, I mean, I get that his accent was East Coast, so it does have a little bit more vowel in it, but it doesn't have that much vowel in it. Uh, but this is too much conversation on the certainly, real topic. Certainly not. Yeah, I've had enough of your Doctor Who bashing. <laughs> uh, the opening him, flashback. Him and his own sister don't seem to have the exact same accent. Exactly, exactly. Did so. you guys finish the first season of Doctor Who? Oh, yeah. We're, we're, well, the first we're season of the, the of the comeback first season of the 2000s so you Doctor got through Who. bad wolf well we're yes. not fully through bad Wolf. well what oh well well we did the episode that acknowledged but we did it. do bad wolf and now we're in tenant and we uh we're, yeah we're i mean bad wolf her. comes back a little bit but it really wraps up in season one I yeah think. yeah um uh, the opening flash all right <laughs> tell me when you get to blink the opening... oh i had just oh, somebody blink's dming great. me and they were talking about blink blink's great it's classic they're like get your tissues baby uh the opening flashback scene is based on uh backstory a- amy brennerman 
and Damon Lindelof conceived for Lori. She plays Lori while walking through Central Park after the first table read for the pilot. Well, I wonder if they kissed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lori's come such a long way, like from the first season to now. Like, it's an awesome arc for her. Yes, I yeah. love that. What whatever Damon Lindelof does, I love the way he makes his characters shift and grow and evolve and move and change. Like so few shows and creators do that. It's enough. important to see that. It, and I feel like that's a human thing at this point in time that people are so obsessed with the idea that like, oh, we can't change, we won't evolve, or I don't want to. And then there's the opposite. You see people who like shift and evolve a lot. And you know what's this... interesting? I feel like shows need like i feel like lindelof has looked at a lot of shows and been like people do this but what they do is they kill off the original character and then they bring in a new character and they're like now this character's here for season two yeah and lindelof was like what if that's just the same character yeah and we just build that evolution in yeah. and then you keep the same cast and i think that he really figured that out yes I because, love that. yeah the easiest Agreed. thing to be would be like oh Lori dies in the end of season one and then we bring in a new character and then, like, Nora becomes the Lori character in season mm-hmm. two, and then she goes away. You know what I mean? Like, um, the, the biggest I think shift that he's I figured ever, that out. Mm-hmm. The biggest shift I ever saw right back-to-back was Dexter was, yeah. like, no changing in the characters for eight seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the exact same time, or a little bit after, was Breaking Bad, and that was the biggest arc for a character mm-hmm. ever on TV. The biggest oh, my ever. God. A party? <laughs> It's true. That's totally the problem with Dexter. It was, just, it was right around that time. That. I just remember thinking like, oh, you can do this now. There's a complete you know, narrative. Yeah. Well, Dexter was that. perfect for four seasons because the lack yeah. of an arc basically put on Dexter like, hey, because you didn't evolve as a person, you're right where you started. Yeah. You haven't, you've gone in one full circle and now it's over. Yeah. And they just kept making that show for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You- well, listen. This episode was fucking great and um, not super um, revelatory things happened, but um, I think we're... Table setting. It's a table setting for the finale, yeah, for sure. Um, It seems like we're going going full Kevin ahead in the next few episodes, it seems. I think we're going to see that hotel again. And it and it was it was cool to see Kevin's entrance in the uh, cuz he we hadn't seen him in these episodes at all until he rides in on that horse and then talks <laughs> so to prediction. And then talks to Do you Lori. Think he goes Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, go Do you ahead. Think go he ahead. goes back to the hotel and then this time he takes the um the minister or priest uniform oh, because shit. now he's Jesus. Oh shit. Is there like a messiah? There's like a toga in there. Maybe. I don't. Wasn't there, there like there, one that was like a formal, like religious garb? There was a religious garb? one. <laughs> yeah, I think Good there was. Yeah. Oh, that must be Jesus. All right. Um... Wait, wait. My themes. <laughs> I mean something totally different in this series. Oh, that must be Jesus. Oh, better better answer it. Yes, it is Jesus. <laughs> He wants to know what kind of color you want of the car. <laughs> Fuck. It's so good. Wait, right. can I do my thing? After that, Little oh, Off yes. was like, we can only hire really, really good actors. <laughs> <laughs> I know. After that, Little Off was like, no more. No oh. more. 
Hey, hey. Uh. Look who's here. Good to see Anna Lucia. Welcome back. <laughs> wait, wait. We got to listen to this one again. Hold on. Right? Get you those IRs, Captain. Listen. Today. You've got it. <laughs> You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> All right, Alana, go ahead. You're Let's really hear you. making me want to watch Lost. I, we're gonna. We're just gonna. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We're watching Lost. I'm still open to a compromise. No! Okay, my themes. My theme for episode five, which was the Matt episode, was just fuck Matt. <laughs> fucking Matt. <laughs> Matt's crazy fucking Matt. I said nothing's easy with Matt. So that's not really a theme. Are you glad to be done with Matt? Uh, well, mm, ba- based on what I would assume another Matt episode would be like, yes. But Kevin. this past one was really good. Kevin? Okay. And my themes for episode six were. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I love Kevin all you want. She's she's not here, Kevin. (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) Kevin? (laughs) If they don't go back to the hotel. She was taking a shit on him, Kevin. (laughs) Shit. Those boots. (laughs) If they don't go back to the hotel before we wrap this up, I'm going to be sad i think that's the only thing that would for sure make me sad um okay my theme for episode six was the fear of not knowing and certainty mm-hmm. yeah certainty uncertainty all right well Lana, and the subtext you. was everybody wants something yes and what is the thing that they everybody wants? wants to rule the world everybody wants to rule the world um all right well guys what do you say to some clips huh i'll say it this show's gonna end like real genius too much popcorn. <laughs> the laser from space is just going to shoot yeah. the. <laughs> I love it. All right. Clips. 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 It's time for clips. The who's clips. One time I took a dog in and I gained its trust and I had it gain my trust. And then one morning I woke up and scared it. What? <laughs> clips, clips, clips. <laughs> Time for some clips. <laughs> Let's find your bird. All right. Uh, Brett, great job on the clips today. This first clip is called Casserole. I brought a casserole. <laughs> I brought a casserole. That's great. Nice work, Brett. Brett brought a casserole, everybody. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I brought a casserole. Wait, hang on. Sorry, everybody on the on the sh- uh, video is gonna see my uh, my clipboard for a second dick. here. My dick. Yeah. Here's the next clip. He used to look through all of our cupboards before he found the wine glasses. He has a tattoo that's misspelled, and he shits four times a day. <laughs> That's that's Kevin? 
Kevin shits four, four times, times a, day. a day. Do you think he actually poops or he just needs alone time? Oh, shit. We got a player Play here. here. <laughs> What's two kids is a lot. Between a pimple and a priest. A pimple waits until you're 12 to come on your face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, Matt. Hey, are you asking if God punched me in the face? <laughs> are you asking if God punched me in the face? Wow, that's a great clip. I like the start to the horn. It felt appropriate. It's high energy, yeah. Ta da. <laughs> it's an incredibly self destructive habit. And that's what makes it so cool. <laughs> it's an incredibly self destructive habit. <laughs> Officer Koala Far here is going to drown in the flood tomorrow along with all the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Koala Far. I feel like we need one for season two. Yeah, I wish yeah, done yeah. One because we have we have this. mustard stain. Here is gonna drown I was a mustard stain. I was a mustard stain. All right. Oh, the food's scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the food's scrumptious. Scrumptious. Rest in peace, Mr. Fuzzy. Mr. Funny. <laughs> Mr. Funny. Right, Mr. Fucking Funny. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Funny. <laughs> Officer Koala Far here. And Mr. Fucking Funny. Mr. And... Fucking Funny. Yeah, you should... Yes. Oh my God. Fucking today's special. Eat it, you fucker. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What's that from? It's when it's when uh, Jill is on the phone with Lori, and she's like, "What was the name of that show I watched all the time? Today's special. I need to hear it twice. Yeah. Today's special. Yes. Oh my God. Fucking today's special. Eat it, you fucker. <laughs> I also kind of struggled with how much, the, like, they. It's got to be purposeful. They made them sound like they were like back when of she was twelve. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Um. You guys I know mean, what I'm talking about? I, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. He said, "I love you, mommy." But I didn't pull that. <laughs> he did say that. But you know, I, I just wanted you to come get better with some great group therapy from my mommy. <laughs> But I like that. It, I like that she's like happy again or whatever. I see that that's consistent. Yeah. But she sounds. She literally sounds like she has braces in, and you know, you can see because she's such a good actress. You can recognize the difference between when she plays her younger self, like in the flashbacks, and when she plays her current age, which is like older high school and college. And I feel like she Maybe sounds that's just how Lori heard her. That's what I'm saying. I think there was purposefulness in that. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But it feels it's like she sounded the... like her younger self again, for sure. And even to uh, Tommy and even their relationship together was really felt like. Yeah, it could be how she's things. hearing them. And, like, it could they were kids be. Well, it made me kind of question, like, is she even yeah. talking to them, really? Oh, is something else yourself. going on entirely? Because it's so... It doesn't feel like it's real. Yeah. Well, out, out of time a little bit. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Matt. Maybe it's more of like a thing she's just feeling. And in reality, she didn't answer the phone. 
But yeah. she went through that experience in her head or something. In reality, you know she's I mean? already running out of oxygen under the way. Yeah, in reality, this is the, what like she's experiencing as down. she's dying. Who knows? I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGue. Tell someone else. Um, all Do right. you have any Watchmen clips? No, I, I don't. Them. I don't think we did Watchmen clips, did we? Yeah, we did. Are you kidding? What are you talking about? Fuck, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah, no, I don't got any of those. I got this one, though. Oh, format, Steve. Party? Um, all right. Well, how do you the Castle Rock clips? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Can you even remember one? Uh Ugh. what well, from I feel like one time I found one good one and I was like, oh my god. What a prize. Um, well, guys. <sighs> Wasn't there one where there was like a young guy, a young boy was selling you know what it weed was? out of a car? All or something? the funny clips. There was one week I found a ton of funny clips. And that was the week that Steve accidentally muted the um, clip uh, oh, the channel the on the audio <laughs> where we released it. No clips. laughing in silence. Dude, that whole season is such a blur to me. I don't remember doing Steve, any of that. Steve, it's going to say that on your tombstone. <laughs> 100 episodes. Um, all right. You guys ready for some emails? Let's do it. Took your top. Hug, 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 hug. Look who's hug. here. Fuck your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, shit. You got a player. Yeah. Officer Mustard Stain. Time for some emails. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Morning, you sell. Good morning. 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 Morning, Jack. Morning, Mr. Locke. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Good morning. 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 Morning, Eddie. Morning. Morning, Jack. Morning. 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 Morning, dear. Morning, Juliet. Good morning. Morning, ladies. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. They brought him back, but he hasn't said anything. Morning, Eddie. All right, Beto. Oh, let's play our, our new, Beto. new music tracks. Yeah. Congratulations, Beto. Woo! Yeah, wow. Congrats, Beto! Beto Guevara is here. Week. Killing it, Beto. You're doing a great job, my friend. We he hope went on a pilgrimage? Yeah, yeah, I think he's still on it. No, it was only a week long. I, I said he's still on it! <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said I listened to what he said. I'll uh, get you those IRs, Captain. <laughs> All right. Um, Beto says, here's a Reddit post translating the French. Thank you. We already got that. This season's Matt episode is something else. I rank it second best. I like the first season one better. The really? second season one is still good, but this lion orgy boat is wild. <clears throat> it was really interesting to watch that after watching Beyonce's Black is King. Yeah. You're right. Just wow, because how is it? It's so good. Oh, it's the best thing that it's there so is. It's so good. It's, it's the best gorgeous. thing there is. It's is just, it Disney appropriate or sort of? <laughs> it's art. It's art. Okay. This season's Matt episode. Oh, got it. Let's just imagine for a second that Burton is actually God. That was one of my favorite interpretations in any show or movie I've ever seen. If God already created the universe and everything in it, why would people be so self-aggrandizing to think that he would care about us any more than he cares about ants? Well, and I disagree, was, but I like this opinion. It was interesting when he was like, I, w I wasn't watching you. I wasn't like paying attention to you. I wasn't looking at you. Like you, you should just do your own thing. 
Like, why are you doing everything for me? I don't even care about you. I think, but that is still the, there's, there's a word for this when people turn God into a human, uh, anthropomorphizing God. Is that the word? Um, I think mm. this, the, the, the talking about God in this way see, is also anthropomorphizing him. And I just think anthropomorphizing God in general Zero does not work. Well, anthropomorphizing is when you make an animal when you when it's animals, right? Is it? I, there's or a word for no, the religious version of that. You can anthropomorphize a piece of furniture, isn't it? Just humanite giving it's it humanizing, human... yeah. Well, I'm googling it. I thought God was created in our image and shit. Or we created... monopromorphizing. Oh, there you go. Maybe that's what it no, is. Anthrop- or polythea. No, no, Polypomorph- no. No, anthropomorphizing <laughs> God. Anthropomorphizing God is real. Oh, okay. It's it's when you. I will tell you the definition written here. It's okay. when you take a divine being and turn it, in, make it something human. Ah. Erotic, not be ridiculous. And uh, that's what I mean by that. Like you're suggesting that he's human in all these ways to say even the idea hmm, of hmm. like okay. caring about something in in the way that 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 those that that's based off of the definition that that would be based off of is so We're anthropomorphic not to me. <laughs> <laughs> the Scholastic series Animorphs. <laughs> Animorphizing. But I think we're, I think in this show, they're largely focusing on the Christian God, the Christian idea of God. And in that, in those terms, I've always... And I think Christianity overly anthropomorphizes God, but it doesn't entirely. It's possible, but God does do weirdly human things. No, in the definitions of a lot of Christian... Yeah, I guess that's true. uh, Not just Christian, but a lot of people's uh, (laughs) interpretations of the Bible, etc. People need to punch you in the face. I mean, this is the thing. You guys know about this, right? The idea of anthropomorphizing God is like a a much discussed, contemplated thing that like it's a bad, generally seen as a bad thing that people do. I don't know what's happening here. Okay. (laughs) Let's just hear some clips. Continue the email. Prometheus also had the God who didn't care about his creation. And sort of like Watchmen, too, a little bit. Do you think that means Damon has trouble with his kids? The way that Nora says, okay, (laughs) when Matt decides to stay with her is the sweetest and most vulnerable I've ever heard her in the show. Me, too, and I love it. (laughs) Loving the Animorphs, Brett. Big fan. What a show, man. This episode shows Lori reconciling with a lot. Give us a lion one, Brett. We see her having peace with John and a nurturing relationship with Michael. We see her in that beautiful scene with Kevin. She even makes peace with Matt and Nora. She was able to have a good relationship with her children again. Hold on. Brett is still showing us pictures of all the different animorphs, and it's really funny. Look at and this one. Holy shit. Now it's yeah. time for you to definitely look at the video. Hold on a second. You guys... You, what are you guys just discovering the internet? There's so many animorphs. But I haven't seen them since I was young. It's, an, anim- it's one of those phantom but memories animorphs, again. The animorphs visual. is a still a living. It's a meme that circulates a lot. It's a meme. It's so meme. <laughs> not, you guys are disrespecting Beto. Not I'm just all say that. fifteen of the animorphs are a meme. There I, are some of those I have not seen. What do you think's happening here? What do you think's happening this one? <laughs> I think you're all disrespecting Freddy Krueger. I think you guys are disrespecting <laughs> Beto. I think you're disrespecting the Animorphs. Yeah. 
I did not have much else for these two episodes, but I did come across something for anyone missing the Guilty Remnant. The Backstreet Boys were on it since 1999. There's a photo of them all wearing white. Yeah, 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 true. Anyway, this is the email I had to write early, so hopefully the world hasn't gone to shit more than usual. Can't wait for the final two episodes. Don Frazier. Don Frazier. (laughs) Did he write that from the pilgrimage? I don't know. I think he wrote that before he... Or maybe he wrote it on the pilgrimage because he said he, he fucked the format because of his pilgrimage, right? Mm, I so he know. would have watched them know. before leaving. I can't keep track anyway. Of all this we love shit. you, Beto, and Beto's doing a pilgrimage in Spain, and it's very cool. And he's doing it for a week, and we're really excited. And we're gonna hear more about it. Go on Twitter if you want to hear his story. And he's sending us little videos. Charlie Breadstick sends an email <laughs> saying, "I love him. Hey, fucks, bucks, and cucks. My name is Charlie." Whoa. Last week, I called the plot predictable, and Steve said he didn't think I watched it. (laughs) Kevin's plot last week was atrocious. I never once believed it was Evie. He was stalking for a second. Wow. Does that make you feel good? (laughs) Uh, The writing was just predictable and boring. I I liked the Kevin Sr. episode a lot, though. How was that predictable? (laughs) That part blows my mind. Lindelof is at his best when he is writing the one-off episodes because he can get real nutty. The episodes where he has to balance payoff and questions just honestly don't work for me. I feel like he writes things for the sake of making the audience go, whoa, that was so crazy and unexpected, and not for the sake of writing something compelling, and it doesn't always work for me. Leftovers is a 6 out of 10. Anyway, I'm going to keep watching along because fuck it. I do think there's some truth to what he's saying, but I don't think there's nearly as much truth as he feels. That's how I felt after for Lost me. for years, pretty much. Yeah, there's definitely mm. some truth to that. Sounds in my like opinion. he's dealing with some personal issues, Mr. Breadstick. <laughs> Anthony Legshit sends an email saying, Leftovers Wikia Trivia. He says, Hey, Steve, just a heads up when an episode has an apostrophe in the title, such as Don't Be Ridiculous, the link to the episode wiki in the episodes list won't work. What? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> However, if you go to season three, Wikipedia, those Wikipedia, those links all work correctly. The links, for some reason, are missing a percentage twenty in the Earl. There's a full wiki article. Oh, for the episodes that I was missing, they're missing a percentage twenty yeah. in the Earl. I see. Yeah, it's just some. Uh, Is that the name of an episode too? It's percentage just per- twenty it's just in the Earl. HTML shit. Yeah. Thank you so much. Giovanni Canoli sends an email saying, "Greatest clip of the series." Holy fuck! Holy fucko! Mucko! Fucking shitto! Mode. We got the holy grail of clips this week. I'm 99% sure Brett already grabbed this clip, but I had to pull it and send it just in the off chance that he missed it. I've also included bonus clips of Matt answering the question, what's your favorite character from Looney Tunes? (laughs) And his reaction to Lori telling him that she diagnosed Kevin with manic disorder. I have nothing else to add about these episodes because I had to stop watching 14 minutes into the first episode to send y'all this email. Sent from Tasmania, Brad. I hope I didn't get it. Tasmania. This is Matt's favorite Looney Tunes character. Tas. 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 Great. And this is... Tasmania? 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 Mania? 
I wish he also <laughs> got the one with the A at the end. The R at the end. We can't land in Melbourne. What's happening? The airport's shut down. They're diverting us. No, no, we're a relief mission. We're authorized. They don't care. Where can we land? Tasmania. Tasmania? <laughs> Great. Ben Slavlinski sends an email saying a message to Alana. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did I do wrong? Isn't it terrible that during cancel culture, that's that's the reaction when someone singles you out? Sardines are delicious and have good nutrients all on their own. Love, Ben. Oh, I know they do. Mm. I just wish they tasted good to me to eat them for the nooch. Guys, they're Jean... a little salty. You gotta dig in. Disgusting. I mean, I suppose eat I the should bones give and everything. You I fucking give savages. Them a new try. It's you're been like, a while. You like goblins eating bones off of fish and shit. What? Because <laughs> the, the little sardines have their bones. Yeah, still. but to be fair, Steve also won't eat onions. So what does that have to do? Are with we anything? all goblins, really? <laughs> I, what does that have to do with eating bones? I think it's crazy to eat bones. Don't be a I like when it turns into like a couple counseling podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is my favorite. I just don't. we could do the couple counseling because cooking in quarantine's a whole thing. I uh, just give yourself time. You'll come around on onions eventually. Oh no! Oh, I, I, I who gives a fuck? I wish. Hey, listen. I, I, it does, what's the? Point? I don't give a fuck, Becca Do. <laughs> oh my god! Tell someone else. A party. Jian <laughs> Max Teo says, "Hey gang, so." Was like, that too intimate? I'm sorry. I don't get I just didn't understand it. Well, you're calling people goblins for eating sardines. For eating saying, bones. Yeah, but if you won't even eat onions, you're going to call anyone a goblin. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's okay. I don't think it's that weird to not like onions as opposed to eating bones. I don't give up. Hey, gang. Y'all eat bones? Zhang Jing Max Tio says, so... Like, the fact that Matt had that joke prepped and ready to go, is anyone else concerned about that? No. And here's my predictions for the final two episodes. <laughs> I think that Kevin will go back to the hotel and will try on a different outfit this time. Ooh, and this time it's going to be a maybe really the cute priest, dress. Maybe the priest one, he says. That's great, Max. Yeah, boy. I'm not worried about Matt with that joke because I think if you're I'm in a... <laughs> if you're in a if you're in a profession, you hear the jokes about that all the time because people bring it to you mm -hmm. without your wanting it. So I'm sure he's heard that a zillion times. Kevin is gonna see Nora at the hotel and they're both hope. gonna come back together. But if he sees they're Nora then that says something about the <laughs> the crossover thing, and I don't know if they're gonna give us that answer. You guys hearing me? Uh, yeah, no, we'll see. I mean, there's no way to know, you know? We'll just see. We'll see. We'll see. I like that for Matt. I think we'll see Lori. I don't think we'll see Nora. That's what I, I think, like, too. I like that for Matt to, like, reach the end of his journey, he had to go through, like, the most immoral situation possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> and he's, he's come far enough along that he can like handle that now like season one matt would have like killed himself yeah, yeah. of course not don't be ridiculous uh, i wonder if it's gonna end up that that nora didn't go through because they wouldn't let her through and she just killed herself or something and then he will see her at the hotel well Dark. the next question max asks is did or nora didn't go through the machine <gasps> is gonna rescue kevin somehow 
Whoa, could be. The flood is actually going to happen, and Lori is going to be washed up onto shore. <laughs> there won't be no shore anymore. Can't wait for the finale. Oh, oh, oh you mean like she's going to kill herself, but then the flood happens, and then and they, she'll be she washed like, out onto some kind of thing on, and be up saved. onto the boat or something? Yeah. I mean, she kind of did go to the safest place in a flood. Can't wait for the finale, but I'm sad that first time show is going to stop for a while. Love, Max. Is it going to stop for a while? Nope. We've no, it's the 100th decided. episode, and we should just tell them what we're doing next. Well, well it, let's get through the well, fucking well, emails well, first, well, you well, motherfuckers. Anders Lundbeer says, I've waited so long for this. Hey, gang, your Danish pal here. I've waited for us to reach episode six of season three. Amy Brenneman is a god. Lori in this specific episode is the most clear memory I have of this entire show. Whoa. Wow. The scene on the porch between Lori and Kevin Jr. is absolute film TV perfection. I agree. Very natural, organic performances from both of them. The contrast oh, I between. Love the... When did you figure out what was going on with that? When she knocked everybody out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought <gasps> Kevin Sr. was fucking dead. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> This isn't I good. He's the only it. one that knows the songs. Well, Alana was saying too, I, like they were poisoned. Saw, She's like, she poisoned sh them. No, as soon as they saw, sh did saw the, the shot of the pills, the I was like, but my, I did, wasn't sure it was Lori at first. I thought maybe it was, maybe just Michael because he was like coughing up already. I thought maybe Michael just took some mm. and wanted to like suicide or something. I wasn't sure, but then once you know a couple minutes in, you're like, oh, Lori did it. Uh, the contract, and then. That that's why she was talking about being Judas. Yeah, and the lady who was like, I'm feeling sleepy. I'm going to go get up and sleep. And you're like, oh, baby, you got a knocked out pill. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she turns to the dog and she's like, I borrowed your pills. <laughs> that would have been such a good oh, yeah. shit. Um, the contrast between the absolute chaos and every nook and, and cranny of this melancholic fever dream of a show and the calmness of two previous lovers just sharing a human moment saying goodbye. That contrast is everything. I don't want to draw this out any longer. I just fucking love that I got to share this, my favorite scene in anything ever, with you funny and nice people. Thank you for the podcast and thank you for being so goddamn funny all the goddamn time. Stay age. Yours truly, Anders Lundbjörn. Dude, love that scene. It was great. Absolutely email. everything you said was true and great. Maggie Faff sends an email saying, Planes, Trains, and Auto Matt Beals. Hey, everybody. I can't, be I can't believe <laughs> next week title. is the finale. I can't wait. Here are some of my thoughts on from these eppies. It's a Matt, Matt, Matt world. I really thought we were going to end up on the Lost Island with that yes. turbulence. Oh, yeah, that too. Well, this certainly throws a wrench in Matt's plans. Is this the Benny and the Jets scene from Rocket Man? I don't remember. Certified. I'm five minutes in, and this already feels like the most lost episode so far. Certified. More like koalified. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's Officer good. Officer here. <laughs> Uh, Olive Rachu sends an email saying thoughts and surprises. Hi friends. First of all, I want to say sorry to Steve because I always sign and start my emails by saying my name is Olive, but my email says Olivia. 
I know you're keeping track of a lot of names, and I sure hope you don't need a pronunciation guide to say it, so I'll just keep confusing you going forward. Now some quick thoughts. Please, please, please <laughs> tell me you guys got the clip of I brought a casserole from the first 20 seconds of the Matt episode. Yes. Got it. I brought a casserole. So this is what the cast of the Cats musical tour is doing now. Good to know. Funny. <laughs> Alana thought it was the Lion King production. She was like, oh, the Lion King. <laughs> I uh, did. David Burton. Hashtag Brett's face. Brett, what was your face when you saw David Burton was on the boat? It was more confused than anything. I was like, is that the guy? Because we've talked about it so <laughs> right. much. Because yeah. the hat, too. So I, I, was I like, had the same thing. I was like, is that it? And Steve was like, yeah, it's him. I was like. Also, most of my face was this. <laughs> oh, trying to cover my ipad as best as possible uh let's see what you got there shoes the bag of shoes i guess he's holding wow lindelof loves a vw van again alexa play road yeah. to shambhala that's shambhala. not the season one lighter flashback come on so glad the writers still think we're stupid Eh, it was just a moment. I it think it's fine. because in time, like when you watched it the first time, that was years separation. That's true. I probably would have been not connecting them. This last episode was insane, and I can't believe it all wraps up next week. From Olive. P.S. I sent a little something to your P.O. box a few days ago. I hope it has come. Oh, I'll check it Kitty. out. Thank you. That's very sweet. Israel Chavez Lopez, I believe is our intern, maybe. I can't remember. God, He says, God's plan... Hello, BBBB boys and girl, not your intern Israel here. Izzy Shavi Lopi. Trying as hard as I can not to break the format. How am I supposed to remember? Today's special. Yes. Oh my God. Fucking today's special. Eat it, you fucker. Uh, when that part happened, Steve was like, oh yeah, today's special. I watched I've today's special with my brother. That was a weird show. I was going to pull the description of it because I was like, isn't this a thing? Yeah, it was a real show that was like in a department yeah. store. It's like when the department store closed, it was like all the stuff that happened in the store and it was educational and the mannequins came to life as humans and then there were puppets and shit. What? Do you think that was a conversation in the writer's room where someone was like, this is a thing that exists and everyone else was like, it isn't. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I it was between so that and Lamb weird... Chop. <laughs> well, Lamb Chop is such a in the zeitgeist. Today's special is like a what the fuck? You gotta know mm. it to know it. Whoa. There it is. There's the mannequins and there's the puppets. Um, I can tell that you watched that as a kid, Steve. Yes, I did. Uh, let's see. As I said before, <laughs> I'm not religious, but I find religion fascinating. That's why I want to talk a little bit about God, or as I will be calling him from now on, Mozzie Bites Mate. A phrase that has always piqued my interest comes from Futurama. When you do things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all. This phrase fits the episode perfectly, and to be honest, I think it fits the entire show's premise. David Burton wanted to pique Matt's interest since like the beginning. It. That's why he walked right through them at the beginning of the episode. Then, Matt learns that David claims he is God, so he confronts him, but just gives him the card, making him more interested. He then kills the guy so that Matt reports it. When they arrive at the port, the police went there to arrest David, but in reality, he wanted them to be there so they can neutralize the lion, avoiding dozens of deaths. 
Instead, the lion only killed David. This will mean that, first of all, God is utilitarian, and second, he planned everything from the beginning and made it look like a random assortment of events. That's all for today, my friends. Keep making us happy on a weekly basis. Stay safe and keep wearing a mask. I'm, That's I'm a really a, good analysis. Yeah. yeah, I'm not opposed to that. It's interesting. That's very good. That quotes like from that a lot. the episode where Bender gets shot out of the cannon on the ship and they can't catch him and he's just flying through space for the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. All, uh, and he has like a, a civil... Like, or a... Uh, he starts a society on his stomach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good episode. Episodes five and six from John. He says, what's up, gang? Hope you're all doing well. For me, these two episodes were all about finding peace in some way. I feel like Matt found some part of himself after his conversation with David Burton and his absurd death. It was interesting to see him accept that he might have gone too far with the whole Book of Kevin thing. It feels like his story has come to an end and seeing him choosing to stay with Nora was so sweet. On the other hand, it seems like it seems Lori's storyline has a much sadder ending. It was kind of heartbreaking seeing her slowly and all too calmly break during the episode. That last shot is a real gut punch and it hit me just as hard as the first time I watched it. Great acting as always from Christopher Eccleston and Amy Brenneman. And everyone, really. The end is near, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the series finale. Take care, John. Thanks, John. The last, the last shot was worse this time because I knew it was the last shot. I know. Uh, it's coming. Uh. Zyshawn. Maybe Zyshawn is our intern. <laughs> can't remember. 100 episodes. Good morning. First, some clarifications from last week. My bull fine equals mobile phone, and the I in my name is like igloo. Zyshawn. Season three, episode five. For some reason, I liked the argument on the plane. It seemed really natural. Yeah, I liked it too. How mm -hmm. can I get on an Australian sex boat? Get <laughs> Maud on the line. <laughs> Maud wouldn't know shit about that. Or nar. I don't know anything or about nar. that. What are the filthiest jokes you guys know? I, the only one I can think of is one that I, for some reason, am so tickled by. I was more tickled by when I was younger. Well, but, tickle us, please. Um, it's like this guy goes to a whorehouse and he says, um, I have $5. What can I get? And the prostitute or the the madam there is like, we, we do have $5 prostitutes. Come right this way, sir. And he's like, here's your $5. And he goes in. And then he leaves and goes goodbye. And then a couple of days later, he comes back and he's like, hey, lady, your prostitute gave me crabs. The $5 prostitute gave me crabs. And she said, what do you expect for $5? Lobster? Oh, my God. And this nice. is one that tickles you? It tickled me when I was a younger man, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it's very much like a Muppet type joke to me. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Anybody right. else? Who else has a joke? I've got one, but it's long. And I need to remember parts of it. Uh oh. Owen? Owen? It's, it's good. Hold on. I'll look okay, try to remember it, Brett. Owen, you got one? Well, you reminded me there's one. I don't even know the joke phrasing of it. It was just, it was another whorehouse one. Uh -huh. And it was like, 
this girl, like the prostitute, turns out the lights and she can sing and give you a blowjob at the same time. <laughs> and something about when the guy turns the lights back on at the end, sees her glass eye on the table. What? That oh, sounds like, like a Damon Lindelof. The blowjob was from the eye socket. <gasps> oh God! It's not funny. It was an eye job. I don't want to hear any more. I okay. You ready for mine? Yes, please. Yes, Brett. Uh, so a man gets on a city bus and sees an attractive nun, and he wants to have sex with the nun. And so he goes up to her and he's like, "Hey, will you have sex with me?" And she's like, "Of course not. I'm saving myself for God." And the man's upset. And when he's leaving the bus, the bus driver stops him and is like, "Hey, listen, I know, I know how you can have sex with her every." Saturday, she goes down to the the um, uh, she prays at the local cemetery, and while she's praying, if you dress as God, she'll have sex with you. So the man goes down to the cemetery, dressed as God. He confronts the nun. He's like, "Hey, I'm God. You've been saving yourself for me. It's time. Let's do this." So then they have sex. And then after the sex, the man rips off his god mask and goes, "Aha! I'm the man from the bus." And the nun rips off her mask and goes, "Aha! I'm the bus driver." That's so. That's my only dirty joke. I think yours is my favorite of the three. Mine came from a Christian high school, so. Alana, do you have one we can judge? I wish I did. I don't think that I do. I don't really hold on hold on to those. I don't think I've Not ever heard one that I really liked, to be honest. Mm. Until That's now. My baby. <laughs> your baby. Um I Googled Fraser Lion and it's actually real. The first Google result is an LA Times article opening with a quarter of a century before the dawn of Viagra. American men found hope in the prowess of an aging Lothario named Fraser. So Jesus had a twin brother. Oop. <laughs> VLC, man. You got a sting for that one. Yeah. So Jesus had a twin brother, according to David Burton. Very interesting, considering the question in the last episode and the name of the penultimate episode. Okay. Spoilers. Well, I don't know the I name. I saw it because it was coming up next on, on HBO Max. Don't Not a tell sponsor. me. Will Kevin have a twin out of nowhere? Will he start to black out again and interact with his other self? Does the twin brother refer to Kevin Sr. somehow? Are all these things too simple? The scene with Matt and David Burton was fucking amazing. And then season three, episode six, don't really have much to say since it was kind of since it kind of spoke for itself. It was fucking amazing. It was beautiful. It was horribly depressing. Poor boat driver, though. Congratulations on a hundred episodes. The podcast, especially the lost season, honestly holds a special place in my heart. When I think back on watching Lost, I honestly get as nostalgic for the podcast as I do the show. It really did make the experience of watching the show so special. Here's to 100 more episodes, hopefully not taking another four years. Thank you. That's very sweet. You know, Steve's trying to take that away from you. <laughs> with all Yeah, well, we're going to watch another show, though. We're going to watch another show. I just dadded you. <laughs> yes, but we're going to watch another show. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's here. 
Uh, can't believe we're ending the leftovers next week. Are we starting the next show right after next week, or are we taking a break? Well, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the end of the episode. But um, or we'll we'll talk about it next week because we all what stick around. We'll we'll only put the reveal on the video portion. Well, because uh, we need to talk about it. We, we, we need to talk about it, and since next week is the final leftovers episodes, it makes sense for us to talk about that so stay tuned you have to listen to next week to find out what we're doing with the next season but um let's see uh, if we're starting right after can we get a teaser well the teaser is we've talked about it already quite <laughs> wow, a bit what a great teaser i to start right after the weekly. teaser is there so is another right show in. it's an easter there egg is something within, else coming up within this show we have talked about it so if you know what we're talking about then you know that's the teaser thank you zashan saeed ps shout out to beto Hell yeah. PSS, yeah. this clip I sent you last week is indeed absolutely real. 3026 into episode 301. What is it? Let's hear it. It's the house where all the fucked up people live. Wishes do come true. Oh, like that's actually what happened. Yeah, after. yeah. I think I cut it off. Daniela C sends an email saying my theory so far. Hey, first timers. I just want to tell you my theory about the flash forward at this point. When old Nora talks to the nun, she asks her, does the name Kevin mean anything to you? Which makes me think that Kevin became some sort of Jesus like figure. Also, it looks like in this future, something happened with telecommunications or technologies. We don't see any cars and they are using messenger pigeons could it be related to the French guy blowing up the submarine and starting some sort of nuclear catastrophe? About the future of the show, it would be cool if you guys did Lost again. <laughs> Maybe Alana could finish it before starting the new season of the podcast. Maybe Alana could. That way you can discuss freely and connect stuff from earlier seasons to the ending. It, I'd also be excited if you do Twin Peaks. Anyway... I'd probably listen regardless of what you do. Thanks for probably. the very much needed entertainment. Can't wait for the next two episodes. I love both of them. Cheers from Melbourne, Daniela. Oh, cheers, Bubby. Daniel Echo Spider sends an email saying, is this Penny's boat? Hi there, BBs. Question for Brett. Have you ever directed a non-sex nude scene like the beginning of this episode? If you show a lion, no, I don't think I've ever done anybody shot anything with anybody naked. Hmm. Even hmm. in the sex scenes, it were covered up. Hmm. We'll oh no! Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I, I'm, I lied. Oh, I did. He did, but it wasn't impressive. It doesn't stand out in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get recalled it was right just away. Like, he blocked it out. Of well, his it was a pilot, and it wasn't the whole time. I'm like. We shot it, and then I knew we would probably cut it out mm. because it, the pilot hadn't sold yet, so it could have gone to a like streaming platform that where we R-rated. And it seemed unnecessary, so it wasn't like the best shot ever, but it was just one shot. Uh, I think that was the only time. Daniel continues and says, if you show a lion in the first scene, you got to have it eat someone by the end, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's, That's true. The rule. Oh, my God. Uh, that's, oh, that's the vice principal rule. <laughs> oh my god! At forty-seven minutes, I realized that Lori was going to tell Kevin about the pregnancy. I was really hoping Lori wouldn't dive after the call. 
Okay, that's all. Bye-bye, Daniel. Sent from my iPhone. P.S. Respecting the format is being very difficult this week. Yeah. Yep. Now you can watch. Fake Dan Lucas says fake Dan th- Dan's thoughts. Fake Dan's if you don't brush your teeth, you will not have French bread. Still great. <laughs> Israel Chavez Lopez sends another email saying, short 100th episode email. BB boys and girl, Israel here. Congrats on the 100th episode of this fantastic podcast. As I said before, I live in Ecuador on a, in a very small town. Being a nerd here is kind of hard. Nobody has even heard of most things I love. Nobody here even speaks English, so it's almost impossible for me to speak about all the things that make me passionate. You guys make me feel as if I have friends that share my love for movies and TV. I feel that I can share my thoughts and excitement with you and the rest of the community, and you actually listen and share your perspective. This whole community makes me feel like I finally fit somewhere. Thanks for making me smile every day since early source-fed days, even on days when I have to deal with the death of a patient or the suffering of their loved ones. I can listen to this podcast and everything feels better. You guys deserve all the love. Wow. Damn, sir. That's very sweet. All right. (laughs) And we'll change mood. (laughs) Steve doesn't like to sit in that part. (laughs) No, he just it just made the he won he won a prize. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. That was very kind. That's how the world works now. We get to all be friends all over the world together. I know it's nice. It it does. Ha- it feels like there's a sense of community when we when we do this show, and it's very nice because there is a, there is a community here. Um, it feels like it because it is. It, it is. feels like because it is what it, 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 it is. It is what it is, what it feels like. And it is the first time. KG I says. That's, that's the name of the final episode of this show. It is. It, 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 it is what it is. <laughs> this, this is what it is. Hey there, baby girl and boys. Is there any better way to open an episode than full frontal male nudity? Nope. That's I don't the best think way. so. I forget every before every episode that Lori and John are now lovers. I mean, I'm down for it, but it still comes off as very random. Just me? No, I agree. Pretty random. Yeah, I don't think they've done enough to build any reason for it. Yeah. They could yeah. have just been friends. Yep. I think this was the first time in episode five they seemed like a real couple as we got a lot more screen time with them together. Both great episodes overall. Extremely curious as to where the series will end. We ain't far off. It's been one hell of a ride, guys. Thank you. P.S. May I suggest Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen for the next series? Highly acclaimed. Considered one of the best horror thriller series of all time. Only three seasons, 39 episodes total. I haven't seen it, but would love to watch it with y'all. Much love, KG. I've seen most of it. It's pretty good. My brother just finished it like two weeks ago. And was like, you guys should do that next. Oh, that's funny. I don't know if it's first time show material because yeah. it's really, really dark. I'm actually not into dark things, so I will just kindly step away. It's got like a true detective we kind of vibe to it. Did you get the first season of True Detective? If I could give it my my glowing review a bit. Raven mm-hmm. Brink. What's first that? Season of true, true, true Detective. So perfect. Just the first season. Yeah. It's not perfect. No. I don't think it. I don't think it lands that plane. Which one? No way. The ending was the best I think part. The first, 
True Detective for, or Hannibal? Oh, the first season of True Detective? Are you kidding me, Brett? It, I, the first season of True... The, <laughs> the end of Are the first season of True Detective for me made me cry. And uh, like, I, uh, I cry at like 90% of the I, things I watch. I don't <laughs> at all. I don't cry at 99.9% right, of the things I watch. Raven Brink sends an email. Go ahead, Brett. I'm sorry. I didn't like the end. Well, that's a bummer. Like we'll you know, talk about it on the True Detective season. <laughs> yeah, we will. Raven Brink, did you see True Detective? I saw it, and I remember just being like, I mean, it's good, but why is everyone freaking out? Chill. I, I mean, because it was it's acted by incredible actors. Yeah, and I mean, written but, by incredible writers. You and, can explain to me why, but I mean that emotionally. Oh, sure. The way I felt was like, yeah, it's good. Uh, Raven okay. Brink says, I can't believe I've listened to a hundred different episodes of this show. It's been a goddamn ride. I wish I could have written in more during this season of the show, but I've been protesting a lot down here in, in Orange County and Long Thank Beach. You. So much time has been a bit occupied. I've reached the conclusion. That's more important than way more important. about this. We'll keep you entertained while you do all that work. Uh, so we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. I reached the conclusion that Orange County is the Florida of California, and I hate that. Ooh, man, remind me to stay away from Orange County. But I love to know that some of my all-time favorite creators are supporting the movement. Makes me not only happy to be a listener, but proud to be a listener. This podcast has made me laugh thousands of times throughout my numerous rewatches. I cannot begin to thank you enough for the content through the four years and to all the guests as well. I still think my favorite of all time first time show memory is jazz music. First time show after midnight. Sorry if this email is a tad <laughs> too long. But here's to 100 more. Yeah, remember the After Midnight episodes? <laughs> Those were bonkers. Those were good times. Oh, forgot. Wow. I remember recording it. <laughs> Can you explain this? Well, we just, you know, we all had jobs. We all, we, Mason was like two. Yeah. It was, Jamie was losing her mind. And, and, and it was like, yeah, I can't do it till like 1230. And Jamie secretly was like really upset about it. <laughs> I think I can imagine. Oh, uh, she was like, "If you do it at midnight and you want to stay up, I don't care." But yeah, so we at, did a at few. That point, it was like, I don't have time during the day to do it. So yeah, we did yeah. a little after midnight special, and <laughs> it definitely uh, lived up to the name. I just remember after we doing to lose our mind after those midnight episodes. I remember just shutting everything down and just like going into the room and shutting myself down because it was just like yeah. so much energy and, and so many things at for like two hours. You basically got to listen to us get ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, P.S. This isn't something really good for the podcast, but the credits have a great bit in it at the time. Me and my film dweeb friends absolutely loved. So, oh, someone in the cast was called vigorous hand job guy because oh I, yeah because i guess on the Fantastic. boat there was a vigorous hand job oh guy. there definitely is yeah yeah love it i noticed all the stuff yeah you oh, were right. hyper aware oh, we've been watching <laughs> the boys season one also mm. this week we finished it we finished it and there was in the beginning of that season there's a lot of sex there's like sex club kind of shit and I just feel like we've been surrounded by like walking through a room and passing by people doing hand jobs and blow jobs and sex. Like <laughs> my whole week, I'm like it's partially in that like, cloud. Just, you know, <laughs> you gotta go with it. Yeah, go you with should it. watch. Um, Tell Don't me you love shame. me next, the HBO series. Okay. 
Jody... She's got a pretty aggressive hand job right up front. Oh. Jody Spanbauer sends an email saying, congrats on 100. Hello, friends. Just wanted to pop in and say congrats on 100 episodes. I've been listening since the beginning, and I'm so excited you guys decided to do The Leftovers. I feel like it's such an amazing, underappreciated show. While I haven't been watching along this time, I watched along with Lost, which I hadn't seen since it aired. I hadn't seen any of it until the final season, and my friends convinced me to binge all the seasons to catch up. I spent way too much time watching Lost instead of doing college work and was very upset at the ending, but I've come around to accept it and I enjoy it now. Anyway, I'm so happy Alana has joined the team. I love a female perspective and the good Yay. critical insight into characters and themes she brings. Hear, hear, indeed. A little, an applause for Alana. I love a female voice on things, too. That's always my complaint when I'm watching shit, and I'm like, where's the girl's perspective? Um, here's to 100 more. Cheers. Jody. Jody. Hashtag Owen is my favorite. Hashtag Brett, yes. Hashtag Alana, yes. Hashtag big fan of the EZU. Hashtag you gotta do Breaking Bad, please. P.S. I'm still a little pissed about the April Fool's episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, final email comes from it's Raymond. one of the best episodes of the hundred, I think. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> it's the most divisive. It for is sure. the most divisive, uh, much like the show we covered. Raven Brink sends our final email for our hundredth episode, saying, "Fuck this is also my favorite memory." Oh, she said something before, but she posted a yeah. an image she of our after midnight. No, wait, Raven is. I think is a guy. Oh yeah, Raven is a guy. Yes. Um, but it seems Come like Come on, Steve, 100 episodes. <laughs> Raven, so Raven. Uh, Raven was at the Feels Like the First Time podcast live show. Yes. And posted That's where he told us that he was a guy and to stop referring. <laughs> <laughs> and posted a photo of the poster with all of our signatures on it. Nice. It's me, Brett, Owen, Bree, Joe. Malcolm, Tony Revolori, Stephen Suptic, and Emily. Are these all people who used to be on this show? Well, we did a we. Or we, they just were there for we the did live. A really, They've all been on. They just showed up for that. We Except did for Suptic and Joe. Suptic and mixed, Joe hadn't been on. Mixed yeah. answers here. But we did a oh, live. Yeah, Tony was on for ET. Yeah. You guys did ET. Cute. We did ET. Yeah. So uh, we did. That's a, where the cum tub comes from. We did a live show where we Go. read one of the most bonkers episodes of lost Best. i had a script so i photocopied the script and then we all had our own scripts and we did a read through of the episode on stage wow and then we made a poster and we signed it and sold it to people wow it's up in my office right now cute yeah i still have the script all of our scripts are in white binders that have a dharma logo on it and it says like television script or something very fun shit. Fun good time. All right. Which leftovers episode do you want to read? In, uh, in <laughs> oh, it's got to be International Assassin. Oh yeah, that's a good one, dude. Let's do International Assassin between this and whatever the next show is, and we'll get a bunch of people on and do a Zoom live show. Can we? Uh, I'll be the narrator again, and can we have just Malcolm look at me when I pronounce things wrong? <laughs> yes, exactly. That was my favorite part. And you then were can a great we not narrator. record it and not never put it up anywhere? <laughs> Dude, what happened to it? it? They recorded it, but then we never got it from them. You kept asking them for it, and they never sent it, and yeah. then that was it. Wow. Oh, well. 
It was just for the people that were there, but something we can One talk of those about. magic in the wind. Um, yeah. all right. Well, listen. <laughs> Only like half the audience even knew what we were doing. The other half just wanted to see oh, all yeah. you guys. They, they didn't even know. No and context. They, and they hadn't even seen the show. They didn't even watch Lost. <laughs> uh, good times. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the 100th episode of the First Time Show. What a time it has been. We want to thank special guest Owen Carter. Thank you, Brett Register. Another legacy on the show. Alana, newcomer. Thank you for being here as well. And Alana's fairly new. <laughs> I know. But she's I'm like new ass. But she's officially part of the cast, and that's a new thing. New but she she's replaced me for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh but anyway, we've had such a Yeah, great everyone time. knows you're trying to come back to claim your spot. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, Owen. We ain't you had your chance. No, but um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us we're steadily heading into the finale of this wonderful series i want to record it like to tomorrow do. i don't want to wait we could record it can we just say like want. send your emails quick no oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. no send your emails in by saturday morning but watch the first time show twitter account just in case yeah. but i doubt it i doubt it but but just in case because yeah. we, we can talk about it but um, if you want to send your thoughts, your emails, your comments, your whatevers, send, you can send them to thefirsttimeshow at gmail.com, all one word, obviously. And um, please subscribe to the youtube.com slash thevalleycast channel where you can watch the video version of the show and some other video versions of some other podcasts and shit. And, and see all the covers of the Animorphs. See all the Animorphs covers that Brett showed <laughs> off, yeah. Uh, anybody else want to say anything? tweet them. Final thoughts, closing thoughts. Uh, can't wait. Last episode next week. Owen, anything, anything from you? Are you coming back for the next for the finale? Yes. Please. <laughs> Please. Come we'll on. See. Don't we'll see. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the 100th episode of this fucking bonkers ass today's show. Special. Yes. Oh my god. Um, fucking today's special. Eat it, you fucker. <laughs> so, but I wanted to leave you guys with one final clip before we go to close out the 100th episode and the legacy of the show. So, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the First Time Show. Good night. Good night. Good night.